Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Chris, and if you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, welcome back. We'll keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broke, then don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Wayne. Hello, Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> It's Wayne's world, and we're just living in it. There exactly. it is. <laughs> there it is. All right, so on today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Sleeping Giant Brewing Company out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah, and we're going to be trying two of their beers. The first one is called Whiteout, which is a New England pale ale. And the second is their brand new release, which is called Cranberry Saison, which is, of course, a Saison. I was Who could have thought? I was going to yeah. guess it. So, what a surprise. Oh, it's a sour. No, it's a Saison. <laughs> and to finish up the episode, we're going to talk about our ideas of a backyard oasis. So Sleeping Giant is located at 712 McDonald Street in Thunder Bay, which is uh, close to the downtown area. Uh, the brewery first opened in 2012, so it's been around for, been around a, for little, a, while. a little while. Yeah, uh, And it moved to its current location, which is an old warehouse building that's approximately 12,000 square feet wow. uh, back in 2016. So yeah, that's really a big building. fair size. Yeah, decent yeah. size, yeah. Some would say giant. <laughs> there you go. Some would. <laughs> See what I did there? Anyway, the brewery is owned by Dre and Kyle Mulligan. Dre is a kindergarten teacher. Kyle, a family f- physician with a home brewing hobby. At the very beginning. Now, I don't think they're brewing out of their home. They're brewing out of a 12,000 square foot facility. Yeah. <laughs> a giant facility, someone yeah. says. <laughs> so I hear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. You know, kind of how these things kind of transpire, right? So, they had a business plan. Yep. They started small, right? Two taps, you know, kind of a hand-painted sign. Steadily kind of growing into like this multi-million dollar business that we now know as Sleeping Giant Brewing. Yep. Um, and this was kind of impressive like i'll be honest um i look at my schedule i look at everybody else's schedule here it's tight it's yeah. tight just to make this happen yeah it's true <laughs> it's it is true. it yeah. is and th- what they did is they kept their original professions so we're talking about a kindergarten teacher and a family physician yeah that's and tough. i'm sure over the last two years it was probably very very difficult for them um, but I mean, I'm sure they got some some people in places. To and and kudos to you guys too. for doing that, 100. percent Yeah, great oh, job, totally. great job. And those are two professions that give back to the community. So um, that that's huge for uh, Dre and Kyle. So um, yeah. So one kind of keynote of advice that they actually received from a owner of a larger brewery, which is kind of funny because are we talking about physical size? Because 12 square feet, pretty brewery, big. Pretty yeah. big. Um, which was an owner in Ontario as well. Was whatever your budget is for your startup. Double it. Yeah. So we see this with construction costs when people are like, oh, yeah, keep 10%, yada, 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 you know, for, you know, spoilage. Take your startup costs, double it, and that's going to basically be where you're at. So, right, because even if you don't need all that money, you've got it set aside and you have an idea like, okay, this is actual, actually the reality of right. what I might need. And if you don't need it all, great. 
But if and you it, do, it's there. It's good for budgeting purposes for everything. Yep. But with a brewery, I mean, you can take that money that if there's any left over, do it on can art, do it mm-hmm. on marketing, right? right? And being up in Thunder Bay, I think it's imperative for them to focus on the marketing because, yeah, you can corner that northern market. But to really kind of kind of creep down southern, you're going to need to spend, a, I'm sure, a couple bucks. And we'll get to that, I'm sure. So yeah, has anybody been to Thunder Bay? I have been to Thunder Bay. But this was way before even Sleeping Giant was a thing, right? Yeah. It's been a while. I, I have been to Thunder Bay. I'm not going to mention the reason as to why I was there. I was but I hoping was you would. <laughs> uh, no. That's a little shady. Uh, yeah. uh, I have not been to Thunder Bay or, obviously, then to Sleeping Giant. Yeah, and same here, and uh, producer the same. So yeah. neither of us have been there. But so Brett but, seems to be the lone wolf But guess here. what? We're going to have to get up there eventually. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I would love to. If they want to host us, I'd I'd be happy to go. So we have had a few of their beers, not a ton. Uh, So Tyler and Wayne actually haven't had any Sleeping Giant beers yet, not on Untapped, anyways. No, we've we've been sleeping on the Sleeping Giant. It's one of those things I was going. uh, We were going through this, and like, so myself and you have both had the Skull Rock, which is their like oatmeal stout. Yeah, and I've had the White, which we're gonna have a little bit later. Um, But the Northern Lager, I've seen it. And like many LCBOs. Yes. And I'm like, how have I not had this beer? Did I just have it as like a seventh beer one night and forget to untap it? Or something like that? Probably. Probably makes sense. Yeah. But like, I feel as though I've had it. I just need to probably like go back in my pictures and feel as though I have. Could be one of those early morning, you know, wake ups. Uh, breakfast beers. Yeah. Well, I don't know, that's not what I'm going with. But you get to it. 3 a.m. is what you're saying, right? Yeah, I know for sure. So <laughs> what I, I, I'm kind of actually impressed by this brewery, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself for not having many of their beers. And we're going to see that as we go ahead and go through this, that they're really large. Like, they truly are. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to kind of go into some more of their beers and, and try them myself. So so what have you had then, Chris? You had the... Yeah, so I've only had the Skull Rock. So like Brett yeah. mentioned, that's the Oatmeal Stout. So that's available in, well, in the LCBO, at least here in London. So. Yeah. That's good. That, that's good. They've made it all the way down here in the LCBOs. So. Hey, we'll get into more of the uh, beers that they had in the LCBOs a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I want to touch on, though, and I thought this was a really cool idea, was so they had a private event space called the Barrel House, which is a few kind of steps down from the brewery, and it opened kind of shortly before COVID. So during COVID, when all their staff was starting to come back, you know, when they got laid off and were starting to come back, their staff was stating that there wasn't many childcare options due to COVID. Right. Yeah. So the Barrel House was actually converted to an unlicensed childcare. So wow. all the staff had a place for their children so they could go to work and brew beer or do whatever they, they were doing in the brewery, right? right. Um, so now that we're kind of, you know, they've kind of went through it, they're actually wanting to license it to allow even more children from the community. And actually, it's also known as a sleeping giant child care center. Nice. Wow. So, so I feel as though, cool. like, you know, child care by day, brew house by night. <laughs> so, so with that being said, I think that goes back to the individuals. Right. Yeah. Their professions, being in the community, being very caring people and understanding the value of making your workers happy. Right. And living those double lives, if you will, as, you know, a a regular kind of Joe plus the the brewery job. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't call a teacher and a doctor a regular Joe, but I get your point. Yeah. No, no. But regular kind of like professional. Yeah. Yeah, 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 You're nine to five plus. Yeah. Um, And. Again, kudos to them because to step up and do something like this is very selfless. And I just feel like these are selfless individuals. And that, I think, the beer can be okay. Let's be honest. The beer might just be okay. But when you are running an establishment, 
where you take the priority of the worker ahead yeah. of anything else, the beer just goes up a notch. And you and you taste that. You taste that. You you understand the story and that it's great for them. So yeah. kudos to them. Absolutely. So now what about uh, food? Do they have any food offerings, Chris? Uh, they do not. Oh, you, oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah, I'm Chris now. <laughs> they don't even know that. Uh, I just, you just talk. That's scary. Yeah, Identity theft. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's a a Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy in that movie. I was going with The Office. Oh, but, there you go. Yeah. Chris, do you want to explain it though? Yeah, sure. So um, they don't have their own kitchen, um, but they do have lots of food trucks on site at the brewery uh, and they do provide local snacks, which is, you know, common in breweries. You can pick up, uh, yeah, for sure. you know, a, uh, whatever you call it, dried sausage or whatever. Pepperettes. Pepperette, there you a go. Dried sausage. <laughs> dried sausage. Holy fuck. What is a dried sausage? Let me well, agree it, you explain that to me. It's a pepperette, yeah. Is, okay, good, good to know. Oh. A, a red hot. Oh, don't listen to our last uh, episode so on Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> dried the one thing sausage. I will mention is that uh, on our on the bingo card that you might have, I believe dried sausage was not a word no. here. I, no. I don't think I would be uh, accepted in Germany at the Oktoberfest after that. Right. So here's kind of like a, a kind of, uh, kind of uh, I don't know. Kind fun, of. Uh, what? Fun fact between what we're doing now and, and Upper Thames, right? So Upper Thames was very outdoors inspired. And we look at Sleeping Giant. Sleeping Giant is actually a provincial park in Thunder Bay. So there's the kind of connection. So when we look at what we want to do for breweries, it, we kind of piece it together. So that's the connection between the two as uh, Upper Thames Outdoors, Sleeping Giant, Provincial Park, and Thunder Bay. Um, really interesting kind of just seeing that because we wonder sometimes how people get their names for the breweries, right? Yeah, true. Especially when there a lot of them, a lot of them, there's this notion that most craft breweries started with a couple of friends, some family that just did some home brewing and expanded, right? A very traditional story within this. So they did the same sort of thing. They started with home brewing. And they wanted to bring their love of the craft beer to Thunder Bay. And uh, I don't know how many breweries are in Thunder Bay off the top of my head right now. but They uh, might be the only one. There, there might maybe be a, another one. Maybe another there one, might be yeah. a couple. But again, because they're, they're so far north from us, right. this a becomes bit. a destination, right? So if you're in the Thunder Bay area, Sleeping Giant's for you. So, uh, Brett, why don't you talk about the tap room? Yes. So the tap room kind of looks over the stainless tanks and, and very inclusive storefront. To show you know the merchandise, local collaborations. We love get, that. Maybe get some dried sausages. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah maybe. Uh, the one thing that I also, I know I mentioned this earlier, like the one thing, so this is maybe my second thing to mention. Uh, but from January 1st to February 14th every year, uh, from every product sold at a licensee location, 50 cents is donated to local charities within the Thunder Bay area. Nice. So, so far, it's been over 20, like almost $27,000 has been donated within the Thunder Bay community, which I thought is a pretty cool uh, initiative. For sure. Um, and also kind of staying outside, of the, going back outside of the brewery. Uh, the brewery actually uses water from Lake Superior. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Largest, you know that, that lar- lake up there. Largest lake. Largest it's lake true. in the world, yeah. And grain from Canada Malting, which is actually only about four kilometers away from the brewery. So nice. Pretty short trip. Again, using local, right? And we find that the best beers use local. Absolutely. So they basically, they package about, $25,000 worth of cans on a weekly basis. That might have, not, might have been my fault. It's twenty actually 25,000 cans per week. $25,000 worth of cans. Okay, you're just thinking about money. Yeah, uh, always me thinking about money. But 25000 you could tie that cans, into money here. I, I mean, that's a lot of money, right? So you, you, when, you, when we think about how many, uh, you know, 
cans are, are sold between January 1st and February 14th, right. like you mentioned, Brett. It's a lot of cans. Yeah, 50 cents from each can is going to the charities, right? A couple. A couple cans. Uh, uh, and they currently have 16 beers on tap at the brewery, which is quite a few. Yeah, so obviously, you know, a lot of breweries have, you know, brewery exclusives, right? Uh, so there's 200 beers they have on tap at this current time. Right. So obviously, you know that, you know, there's a few beers that haven't made their way down this way, let's just say, right? Yeah. Uh, but there has been some beers that have made their way down this way that are currently in selected LCBOs in the area. So again, Northern Lager, we touched about that a little bit earlier with the Golden Ale. Uh, I like this title, though. Brewing goes to 11. Nice. So I feel as though, the, you know, they brew to about 11 p.m., uh, so it's a double IPA, the whiteout, which we're going to have a little bit later, the Skullbox Stout, which we mentioned that earlier, and uh, Mr. Canoehead. <laughs> a nice uh, red ale, which we have actually have a sticker that the Sleeping Giant sent us. Yeah, yeah. also the Northern Lager sticker. So <laughs> shout well, out to them for that. Maybe we can sneak those into an Instagram post for sure. Right. Yeah. All right. So I kind of touched base on delivery with Upper Time. So we might as well move on to that one there. So delivery is free over 40 within Thunder Bay area and 15 for shipping across Ontario. That is correct. All right. So hours at the brewery, Monday to Friday, 11 to 8, Saturday, 10 to 8, Sunday, 12 to 8. So if you are ever in the Thunder Bay area, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, maybe not be sleeping while at the brewery, but uh, be awake while you're going to Sleeping Giant. Absolutely. So we're going to link all their information on our social media so you can check them out. And beer number one is coming up next. Big shout out and thank you to Kyle from Sleeping Giant for the beers on today's episode. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the first one we're going to be having today is called Whiteout, which is a on untapped, listed as a New England pale ale. Okay. But is on there the a discrepancy? Website, on the can. Yep. And on the website, it is listed as a hazy ale. Right. Good to know. Yes. But one thing I will confirm between untapped and the website is that it has a 6.1 ABV and 25 IBUs. Nice. So this is made with Vermont-style yeast from Escarpment Labs. Uh, that is a traditional New England pale ale, as you kind of already went through, uh-huh, so yeah. I appreciate that. Now, this is with two row superior malt, oat malts, and wheat flakes, along with a precision-timed addition of dry hopping that has made this beer as hazy as it can be. And we'll probably see that as we pour it out to discern whether or not it's more of a hazy or if it's more of just like kind of like that ale aspect, right? We shall see. So uh, this beer is kettle hopped with Columbus, Citra, and Mosaic hops with the additional dry hopping. And this is the perfect go-to beer for any time of the year. It has uh, mouth-watering aromas of papaya followed by a smooth and refreshing mouthfeel. Are we going to bring Farmer Fife out here for the papaya? Oh, maybe. Uh, But what I... Farmer Fife will tell you to follow us on Untap at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Farmer Fife would. Yeah, he would do that. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> the overall rating for Whiteout is 3.69 bottle caps out of five and a total of 1,333 check-ins. Um, so I think Untap's being a little bit weird here. Okay. Okay. So Says another it, discrepancy. Mm-hmm. I think so, oh, yeah. Lots of things going on here. Right. The can only has 22 ratings of a 3.93, but only has 16 draft. Yeah, hmm. and that's it. Yeah. With a total I, so, of 1,333, yeah. so, right? So. Producer Wayne's math here. <laughs> Not good. All right. So there might be uh, a 22, 16. That equals a grand total of 38. And, wow, uh, I reckon do math. <laughs> again. 
<laughs> and 38 does not equal 1,333. That's so true. There might be a bit of a hiccup in the system. A little yeah. bog, if bit. you will. Uh, it, but it, I, we know that the new... whiteout has been out for a while, so yeah. it's not like it's just been recently it, checked It's in. a new untapped update, so maybe a, a little, yeah, this one a got few lost glitches. It, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, let's not do something that's weird for us. Let's do something that just feels at home. Let's grab our can, let's grab our glass, and let's open her up. I gotta be careful with my can. Somebody took it for a little bit of a tumble. Oh, who's that? Chris. Uh, so, Wayne's uh, world. We just live in it. Yeah, <laughs> we are drinking uh, this whiteout beer out of a pint glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. And again, could be discrepancy, right? Okay. Could be maybe maybe it's an IPA. Ooh. Who knows? So it's look, possible. Looking at it, I see this as more of. The ale aspect, right? So yes, it's not, getting the ale aspect off. It. Not very hazy. Uh, a little bit of head retention, not too much. I don't think it's going to lace a whole lot as you kind of go through it. But I think actually all three of us have very similar pours. Yes, it's almost like we've done it all the same. Yeah, which good, is good pour by everybody. Which is interesting for us. So, Chris, do you have anything that you want to mention? I mean, I I agree. It definitely is not that hazy. It it's kind of just L- lager esque. Yeah, ale esque. Uh, gold nail. Yeah, acid, right? golden ale, ale almost. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's just the golden lo- or the northern lager in a whiteout can. Maybe they duped us. Uh oh, another discrepancy. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, uh, of course they haven't. Well, I, I will note that this beer is unfiltered and unpasteurized, and I can see some sediment floating around in my beer. So very cer- certainly unfiltered. Good yeah. yeah, good call. A little bit of sediment thrown in, and maybe not as much as yours personally, but yeah, there's a little bit of go- going on here. Oh, we're going to get the, oh, the lights out know here what? so we can definitely see. We've had producer two producers Wayne, wow. do this. I don't know if Wayne's taking notes from past producers. I think well, they're all be. on WhatsApp. They oh, communicate. They do. And I'm telling you, when, it's when, that group chat. when WhatsApp went down, I was happy. You know, I didn't get all those messages from the producers. But Twitter became a thing again. It's true. And I was waiting for them to start a group there. Um, so as we kind of look at this, it's, uh, again, I just smell wise. You guys get anything on the nose? Uh, it is kind of citrusy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit faint, uh, but it is there. Very faint. Yeah, I'm. All, it's one of those things. Like if you were to put it, blindfold me, for example, I would think this would be more so of an like New England IPA uh, style. From Just, the smell, yeah, yeah. From the smell, yeah. obviously being blindfolded right now, I can see. So I can see it's maybe not as hazy as what they were anticipating it to be. Right. Um, but I feel as though the taste is still going to be there. I well, speaking of taste, why don't we? taste it to see let's do that chris what 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 a great idea (laughs) so we'll definitely do that you guys take the first sip there so i was just going through some of the information we did receive from the brewery and uh producer wayne forwarded this information to me as well but it is listed as a traditional new england ipa in both uh emails that we did receive from sleeping giant so with that being said Either we're drinking this out of the wrong glass, or it just doesn't look or appear as that New England IPA. So, again, there's a little bit of kind of maybe it fits into both categories. We're going to taste it and see if it has more of that New England IPA style. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, and we did do the whole New England West Coast, East Coast IPAs on a producer special in the past. So, maybe you go back, listen to that, and then as you describe this beer, you can come up with what you decide it is. And uh, maybe try it yourself. So, it is in the LCBO, so you'd have an opportunity to chime in on this argument as well. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. Well, (laughs) (laughs) after all that, I I would say um, it definitely does have a little bit of the, an an IPA taste, um, but 
yeah, not not necessarily like the New England IPA taste, but it I don't know. I guess it's somewhere in between the New England IPA and the West Coast IPA for me. Hmm. Yes. I'm kind of like very in between on this one, right? Because like again, as you said, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, it's just like, what is this beer trying to be? Like, I, I don't get me wrong, I like the beer itself, but I feel as though it's kind of almost hiding something, being a hazy ale. Maybe it's like in a snowstorm. Maybe it's a whiteout, right? <laughs> trying to get, to, trying to get to your location. Like, I don't know which way this is going. Yeah, and I, you know what? I think if they label that on the can, just as a New England IPA, it would probably better suit them especially for maybe sales because as you're picking them you know what it is and i don't want people to be kind of led astray just like okay i'm going for kind of like an ale maybe a pale ale hazy ale kind of aspect of it and then pick this can up and then it it does kind of move into that new england ipa style um yeah so i just again maybe we got the email as as i said as a new england ipa put it right on the can of course i think it's one of those things like the 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 scent, or like aroma, scent, if you want to call it, the taste is there of a New England. It's just, I think the look of the beer is deceiving us. So I say, for example, if we're drinking the straight of the can, we don't see yep. the actual right. look of it. We're like, oh, okay, This is kind of like the white stout aspect that yeah, we talked exactly. about previously. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, good call. All right, so why don't we just jump in the top five flavor profiles. I'll start off with number one. Hazy is a flavor profile. Discrepancy? Uh, Inconsistency? It ain't number one. I, I think it's there. But. Yeah, I mean, hazy isn't a flavor for, you mm-hmm. know, starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, I, I definitely don't think this is necessarily a hazy-looking beer. Not so I, I definitely don't agree with it being number one. And I don't think it matters really what you put this gla- like beer into, what glass like perspective, because you will see a kind of color variations depending. If you use an IPA glass, I actually think it would thin it out a bit more. Yeah, because like I have a very distinct image of a New England IPA in my mind, right? And this is not it for sure. So we'll move on to number two. So citrus. Yeah, I, I yeah. I'd say there's definitely citrus flavor in this beer. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. All right, and what about fruity? Producer Wayne thinks it's four fifths, but I think it's probably <laughs> fourth out of five. It's four, four fifths. Fruity. Four or five. I yeah. like I like the fraction though. Put yeah. up here. <laughs> I, I I mean. If it's citrusy, it's fruity, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. For sure. Uh, tart? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. This, so, we've had, what? what's this one? Thir- 1,300 check-ins? Yeah, it's like 1,333. Uh, so, and tart ended up being number four. So, I'm not sure why so many people think this beer is tart. This I'm is not a sour beer. No. It is not tart. So I'd be interesting to see the geography of those check-ins to see if it is more locals, Thunder Bay individuals. But because it is sell, sold in the LCBOs, you would think that this is more on mass, at least Ontario, right. that somehow over a thousand people have gone done and... So we're having trouble distinguishing between just a pale ale and a New England IPA. Obviously, people are having trouble thinking it's a sour. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> get that one. Fair enough. Uh, what about bread? Um, you might, yeah, no. 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 Yeah, no, that's a no for me. Speaking uh, of mass, no. There's, there's no bread in this. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how there's kind of any kind of correlation between that because maybe if it was just a straight up ale or even like a darker ale, possibly. 
But you don't really get that in this, right? So mm-hmm. I think we saw obviously some issues with the untapped previously earlier on in this when we were talking about those check-ins. Uh, maybe the flavor profiles are a little bit skewed on this one as well. And so maybe we'll just chalk it up to a, a little bit of a bug in the system. So, yeah. um, all right, Chris, you got the first one. Untapped user thoughts. Let's go. Yeah. First one comes from Dwayne W., the Kraken, Kraken. 23. Release the Kraken. Uh, on October 9th, Dwayne said, an aromatic, hazy, delicious ale. This will help with any way out of the whiteouts of winter. Uh, so Dwayne rated it a 3.6 out of 5. So 3. obviously 6. a yes. uh, untapped supporter. subscriber. Yeah, supporter. There you go. There you go. Uh, I got the second one. So Mike B. Bested is the handle. Bested on September 4th. You could get into trouble with this one, but not very hazy. 3.75 yeah. out of 5. We all agree with that, yeah, right? I, I think that's totally. where we've kind of been back and forth, whether or not it's a hazy, whether it's not you know, a New England IPA. Um all right, with that being said, thanks, Mike B. I'm going to start our ratings off. I'm going to give this probably a 3.5. 3.5, again, I'm in between that New England IPA and then Hazy L, and I think we kind of all agree on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be the exact same, 3.5. And like I would almost describe this as like a hazy lager. Like in yeah, a weird way. Actually, you know what I Good did. call. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah, just going right at 3.5. So, for me, and maybe it was just because I was drinking out of my lobster mug back in the day, uh, I originally rated this a 4.25, but now digging and doing more research into the actual beer itself, just I feel be- so- before. Sorry, just to cut you off. When did you have that beer originally? Just because uh, that, 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 that's good to know. June of 2020. Okay, a while so, ago, yeah. A, yeah. a while ago, so yeah. I think so it's kind of The good original thing that. that I saw was like, okay, I don't remember it being like, like this, I'd take a look at the picture. It's like, oh, hazy. It had to be there, right? Um, but for me, like again, as I said, like now I have more research and know what kind of what goes into the beer. Yep. My rating's gonna go down. Uh, I'm still gonna have it as a four. Okay. Good. I, like I still like the beer, and I could, uh, as Mike B said, like I could still get in trouble. This it's sure. just not as hazy as what it's advertised to be. Yeah. And and I think that's really respectable. Is just understanding where you were at once, and then the evolution of time and understanding and more beers. You, and knowledge. And that's right? what I mean, yeah. is the knowledge. So that's a really good uh, point, And the right? producer, producer Wayne, uh, he's also giving it a 3.5. So apparently I'm the only one who's uh, stuck out here. Yeah, just in the whiteout by yourself. Yes. <laughs> that gives us a team overall score for untapped of... We're going to round that down to a solid 3.5. Chris? Yes, we are. And we're going to move on to beer number two. So the second beer on today's episode is a very new release. How new? Well, in fact, at the time of our recording, it's not even on Untapped yet. That's pretty new. That's it's new. very new. This That's is new. an exclusive. Craft Beer Connoisseur is exclusive. It's, yeah, there you go. It's the Cranberry Saison, and it has a 6.0 ABV and 19 IBU. Yes, so this beer is part of the Northern Winter Survival Kit that has just been recently released in the LCBOs. Uh, so it also may contain the Northern Lager, the Skull Rock Stout, and a Tuke. Tyler, please yeah. explain more. So here's the thing. So reaching out to Sleeping Giant, we said, hey, you want to be on the podcast? They sent us this beer. We we're very thankful for that. Absolutely. But let me tell you, there's going to be four really, really cold heads 
this pointer. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Would we have liked a toque? Yes. We would have. And we're reaching out and saying, hey, if you got that toque, it's one of a kind. Everybody wants these. These are limited edition. You're going to want a toque from Sleeping Giant Brewing. Okay. We, we do. We, we would We like have that. to survive down south, too. We yeah, would. Exactly. You know, sometimes we get a nice little cold front off the water. Toque would be nice. So here's the thing. This is actually their first time making this specific saison, right? So usually they do like a summertime, you know, it's saison season. Yeah. We're kind of moving out of summer. Into, <laughs> Definitely. This is yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> into the fall. And yep. with that being the case, you kind of see, it was, we actually discussed this a year ago, probably to the day, about cranberries. And so we had this conversation about cranberry being a very fall, winter kind of um, fruit, right? It is. Sure. So sure we did. when you say Saison season, you say it three times fast. Best of luck to you. I'm not going to do that because I don't play those games. <laughs> it is, again, brewed with Superior Two-Row Pale, um, Allen Munich. Uh, it's actually Pale Ale. Pale Ale. Yeah. Yeah, you messed that up, Brett. Actually, pale, it was Chris. Chris and Brett messing up on the script. So two-row pale ale Munich and wheat malt with, again, the escarpment lab yeast. So they use that same kind of yeast, right, from the same escarpment labs, which is nice. Yep. So it's simply hopped with an orange zest, which is nice because you see cranberry and orange a lot of yep. the time. They especially go, well back, go back to the yep. uh, cranberry orange season we have from Counterpoint. For sure. And Thank you. Yeah. And one. you see that in baking all the time, too. So... Now, that's added in the kettle, then finished with Old World Saison yeast. Then cranberries are added at the end of the fermentation process. Now, the thing with cranberries, very interesting kind of uh, kind of harvesting cranberries. Farmer Fife would be the first one to tell you. They are harvested, harvested when they create this bog. So they increase water flow. The cranberries raise and then they can harvest them. So that's just one kind of fun fact that har- that actually is correct. Right, they harvest you know, them in the yeah. water. I remember that they from do. the ocean spray commercial. Exactly. Yeah, and so. a big fun fact about that too is Bala has a lot of cranberry boxes. as well. I think he learned all his cranberry farming from Farmville. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Probably. Chris, what do you got? All right, so Sleeping Giant says about this beer, the festive season brings great food and memories. We at Sleeping Giant Brewing Company wanted to invoke some of that holiday spirit with notes of cranberry and orange and let the Saison yeast bring the spice. This cranberry Saison was brewed and packaged exclusively for this northern win- winter survival kit. And for the craft beer concerts. So and uh, just, yes. yeah. Wasn't yeah, there. I don't know why that wasn't added to the can. Yeah, yeah. Should, They should have put it yeah, on. They should have put us. All right, so on untapped, there's zero check-ins, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to give them four check-ins yep. for four tukes. All uh, right. Just so everybody knows, the uh, uh, rating f- uh, for zero check-ins is uh, zero. All right. Oh, funny how that works. All right. Here we go. So for the first time for Craft Beer Connoisseur's exclusivity, grab the can, grab your nice glassware, which we're going to find out in a second, and let's open her up. How's the first time, boys? It's awesome. All right, so we are drinking this exclusive beer out of a tulip glass. So you can drink a Saison out of a tulip or a chalice, but make sure to use the proper glassware. Nice. Okay, so what are we getting off the old aroma there? Yeah, so I'm getting, I'm getting cranberry. I am going cranberry on the nose. That's good, because if you were getting something else, it probably would be good. For sure. 
I am getting cranberry, and I'm also getting just kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it, but the just the traditional saison smell. Yeah, exactly. Like what I would expect. They have that distinct scent. Yeah, we can tell for sure. Now, do you are you getting any kind of like orange zest? I feel as though orange zest is always gonna be the taste, not in the aroma. Yeah. Okay. A little bit spicy, maybe on the nose as well. Yeah, a little bit. But again, that kind of mixes with the the saison kind just, of. Almost yeah. smells like a like yeah. a Bath and Body Works candle. Okay, no, that's fair. Exactly. That's a very fair. Yeah. Now, what about appearances? Not a Bath and Body Works candle. So I'm going to be honest. This is probably hazier than the, the white yeah, that we had. Okay. It is, yeah. So you can't really see through this poppy, right? It's not really translucent as we go. Well, producer Wayne's got his light out onto the uh, on the glass. It looks like a lava lamp. Almost you looks like what? he's scanning it going across the border. I it's think. Like, yeah, I was just gonna say. I think Wayne and producer Randy need to hang out because they enjoy CSI, and this is very <laughs> close to what you can get for the CSI who techniques. Who are you? Who? Who? There it is. So yeah, it's not really translucent. You can't see through the whole entire thing. Again, with a tulip glass or a chalice, you're dealing with a wider body. Yes. Instead of that kind of like thin body glass. Like thin, in the IPA or something. Yeah, in the IPA, you'd be able to see a little bit through um, more often than you would with this chalice or, or as we're drinking out of the tulip glass. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it holds well. The, the uh, lacing might be actually pretty good on this one. I think so. Um, the, the head retention isn't... I was going to say the head retention is very, very minimal. Yeah, yes. but I also feel like it, it keeps enough that as you drink through it, you're going to see it's, that... It's going to hold. Yeah, gonna as hold, you yeah. kind of go through it, right? Yep. So it's very a uh, couple of millimeters, but at the end of the day, I feel like that lacing is going to just carry through as you drink through the beer. So Chris, you want it. I, I do want it. Let's you try it. me. What? No, I'm looking at Chris and he's just... Yeah. You guys are making eye contact. Good for yeah. you guys. I will also drink this now. But I'm going to just talk to all the people out there while I drink it until somebody, one of them speak up so then I can also drink it. Brett, go ahead and drink it. Thank you. So usually with a Saison, I mean, you kind of get that, I don't want to say like farm kind of flavor to it. Um, yeah. But, but farm flavor too, right? Well, yeah. And, and the, fla- organic, the, the flavor profile on Untapped is actually classified as farmhouse ale. Right. Dash Saison, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So um, definitely I agree. You kind of get that. Organic. Yeah, it's like very earthy. Yeah, right? very earthy. That's yeah. a good, good way of putting it. You get that with this, but again, there's enough spicy kind of flavor profile as well as that cranberry that it offsets it just enough. Like you know you're drinking a Saison. Yeah. And I respect that because, again, it sticks within the, the category in which it is. It's not pretending to be something different, but yet you have those notes of, I don't know if it's a cinnamon kind of like flavor profile coming through with a cranberry. This beer, I think, would actually, is is good cold. I think if it warmed up as well, I'd be okay with that. And normally you wouldn't see the saisons, but with this one here, if it warmed up, I feel like that would be a very nice, have this pairing with maybe a Dutch apple pie. I think yes. it would be a good combination. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, and it's interesting how they can, how brewers can make such a distinct flavor with a Saison with just changing the yeast, basically. Right. Right. Yep. So, like the Saison 
yeast makes the whole difference and like they said adds the spice if you will uh producer wayne has kind of said maybe clove coming through like i, I would kind of agree with that yeah, like bit, yeah. a little bit of uh a little bit of hefeweizen flavor coming through here so should we move into the five uh flavor profiles well let's do it but there's actually none listed so okay. So because we're making our own. It's not so on untap. So let's we're make making five our own before yeah. we get into the untapped users because we're getting all short on time. And untapped users. Yeah. <laughs> for this That's beer. true. So, Brett, why don't yeah, I'll, do I'll do any, it? Do you want to kind of fire it off? And this um, is kind of the producer's role. Number one for me is definitely number one. Uh, I feel as though this beer definitely brings that saison spice. Yeah. So number one yeah. is spicy. Spicy and, and really I think nice. it's very, very heavy on it. Yep. Um, I, I'm liking this beer for sure. Saisons aren't my number one flavor. Oh, I, or, uh, I agree sorry, with that. Type of, type of beer. Yeah, and me This either. one actually does a, re- a really good job. I think producers saying the same thing. So mm-hmm. spicy. Okay, what do we got for number uh, two? Number two is earthy. Yeah, I think I, I'd either go earthy or I'd move that cranberry up because I feel like the earthiness is kind of subdued by the cranberry flavor profile. That's just me. You guys can agree or disagree. Uh, number three. Okay, I guess there's no agreement <laughs> or disagreement. Good job. Oh, no, just okay. <laughs> Mediocrity, no. Uh, number three, clove. Yeah, I mean, uh, and again, these were kind of provided by Wayne, but I, I agree in terms of if you were to say the spiciness is the clove, like I, I would agree with that. And again, it kind of tastes like that Hefeweizen almost, so I, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's got some clove in it. Yeah. I, I, I think. Do you think clove is above cranberry? That goes back to my agreement. No, agree no I, don't, agree. I don't think so. Oh, okay, per- then you should spoke up. Personally, when I, when I'm not getting... I was enjoying the beer. I'm, I'm not getting as much cranberry as I would like from a cranberry saison. Mm-hmm. I was okay. thinking there would be more cranberry. Though. Yeah. I, okay. I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I just figured with the spice and the clove, it'd, it'd probably be like three cranberry, four clove. And, I, and I'm getting a, an agree from Wayne here. I like, I, personally, I would expect He wrote cranberry. them. You would. But I would expect cranberry to be number one. In this beer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, cranberry. Yeah. I, I mean, I think four is an appropriate place for this. See, I think three and four should be switched. Personally. Okay. Uh, number five, soft. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's going to move us on to the uh, untapped users. There are none currently. So we actually get to skip that section here. Uh, we that don't makes need, that easy then. We don't need to hear anybody else's opinions. All we need to know is that this beer is a good beer. We're going to rate we that. We are now. the untapped users. We and uh, Tukes will hopefully be on their way. Uh, Chris, what do you got out of five ball caps? What do you got? So I'm giving this one a 3.5. Um, like we kind of mentioned, Saison is not my kind of go to style, uh, but this is a, a pretty good Saison. So 3.5. You know what, uh, Chris? I'm going to agree with you. Like, it's it's a pretty good saison. Um, again, not my style. I was hoping for a little bit more cranberry. Me too. But you know what? For a saison, very, very tolerable. So I'm going to give it a 3.75. Yeah. So for myself, I'm actually going to give it a 3.75 as well. Um, I'm not a huge fan of saisons generally. I feel like they've done a, a pretty good job with this one, actually, like a, a very good job with this one. Um, cranberry would have been nice to kind of come to the forefront. I feel like I tasted it more than pretty well anybody here. Maybe, um, yeah. yeah. So producer Wayne is going to give it a 3.25. Um, kind of hoped a little bit for more cranberry. Now, Chris, you've got the, 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 the task 
of giving our overall score. So what do you got there, bud? Well, thanks to Wayne, he's giving it a 3.5625 overall, which we're going to round down to a 3.5. Okay. Um, so that concludes the review of Sleeping Giant beers they provided. And also, again, uh, appreciate the uh, Craft Beer Connoisseurs exclusive. Yeah. Uh, and look out for the uh, Northern Winter Survivor Kit. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So coming up, we're going to be taking our sorry, we're going to be talking about our idea of a backyard oasis. All right. So Sleeping Giant's slogan is brewed in our backyard. And so that got us whoa, thinking. Whoa, whoa. It's brew my backyard? Well, not yours. Okay. You have no backyard. <laughs> it's true, which we're going to get to. <laughs> um, so we all spent love spending time in our backyard, right? This I is don't crack, have yeah. one. I have a huge one. So, yes, <laughs> I, actually, yeah, I like it. On you me. like spending time in my backyard. I do like spending time in your backyard, especially when you got the water table out there. It's a good time. Oh, I also have a water table in my backyard. Wow. Nice. All right. So maybe that'll be incorporated, but Probably what not. does our backyard oasis look like? Well, I, I feel as though it's just a brewery in my backyard. Wow. Okay. That's a good idea. Are you starting, yeah. Brett? You up? Wait, you go for it. Yeah. Let's go. Go. Let's do it. Do it. Uh, any, any specific things, you know, that I want in my backyard? Um, beer. That's a good one. Gonna need that. Yep. Uh, you know, just a nice sunny day. Whether it be in the summertime, you know, maybe a nice fall day, whatever. Some leaves are kind of falling. What about like physically? <laughs> I told you. Beer Trees in backyard. with leaves. Did you not hear the man? He's a simple man. Uh, All right. I am not single. Simple. I said, oh, I said, I said single. No, no, you are simple. <laughs> Unless you know something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk offline. Uh, yeah, okay. So I'll jump in on this yeah, one. Go for so it. kind of like things that I would like in my backyard. So... I mean, I, I kind of want the stereotypical, like, deep lot, Yeah. whether it's in the country. I'd like that a little bit of space. Maybe if I could get a big enough property, go through the zoning, you know, do that whole entire thing, maybe get two lots out of it for you, Chris. Uh, we could do the whole, like, <laughs> underground tunnel where we could just... Yeah, sh- between the houses. Between yeah, the houses. Yeah, or you could just walk over. No. No. Um, so what about th- in the winter? Right, we would need a two bundle for that. up and walk over. We would need four tukes. Right. Uh, so one thing that two free to you, right? Yeah. No. No. So a couple things that I would kind of look for uh, for myself for my backyard, I would like a um, kind of like raised garden aspect, um, make my own kind of grow my own vegetables, um, as well as like fruit trees. I would like a lot of fruit trees. Mm. And with that being said, I've kind of been a huge kind of like closet fan, if you will, of like apiary. So doing my whole like bees and doing that kind of little aspect. So I would like to get some kind of bees in there, do honey and have the bees contribute to the garden as well as the fruit trees. So what you're saying is playing on the sting for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it just, it's all reciprocating, right? Um, I, I, I want to spend a lot of time outside. I, I don't mind mowing grass. Yeah, uh, we'll kind of get to that a little bit later on. But anyways, that's those are kind of some things I'd like to see. Yeah, so I'm kind of along the same line. So I'd like a lot of space kind of away from the neighbors. I don't want to be outside looking at my neighbor's house. Right, um, which you are currently. So you can appreciate I, a lot I of I definitely neighbors. am, yeah. Yep. Um, so I'd also like a covered porch so that I can barbecue nice. in the winter. Um, Would you like a pizza oven? 
I would love a pizza oven. Would you like a Traeger? I would love a Traeger. I would love any smoker. Um, So basically, I just want to have barbecued food in the winter. All the time. Right now, I don't do, right? Because I don't have, first of all, the light to do it. Um, and second of all, the covered area. Do, your do wife doesn't it. hold up like your phone light just so you can see what your barbecue. No, and I also don't shovel my deck nice. so that I can get to my barbecue. So fair enough. Um, yeah, so I I would. You like know, that. it's one of those things if you put your uh, barbecue closer to the sliding window that you have, then you'd probably be it's be a lot easier to get to your barbecue. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, my my porch, priorities. My porch light isn't that bright, so. Yeah. Uh, Get a new light. Anyways, I'd also like kind of like a. Did you ever watch like those on HGTV, like the, the deck, deck shows? Yes, yeah. buddy. I've never watched HGTV in my life. Yes, all the time. All right. Continue. So I would like one of those like three tiered decks, like yes. where you have a sitting area, a dining area, yep. maybe a fire pit area. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I want those different areas. It of scares the deck. me how. Like similar, we are. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. Now let's go to producer. Yeah, let's check that out. So the producer says, you know, gonna have a big yard on the water, which actually is great. But the problem here is the distance between water and occupation, right? Because I've been right. looking a lot at like, ooh, I like to get on the water, but to get to work is a bit of a distance. So let's be realistic with it. Big deck, covered, and big smoker guy. And we've talked with some producers in the past that have been to some breweries that have some smoked meat. We all like smoked meat. We all love it. Dried sausages. So that'd be good. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. The producer and I have a lot in common when it comes to the cutting of the grass. Yep. Right? I call it the vacuuming of the lawn. (laughs) Right? I don't mind vacuuming. I don't mind vacuuming inside, and I don't mind cutting the lawn um, as well. Um, I'm also not opposed to getting a GPS uh, guided uh, like Roomba for oh, the grass. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've seen so, one of those. Those are pretty sick. So, actually. Someone yeah. in my yeah. neighborhood has that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's always just kind of moving it's around the yard. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't know if you guys can agree on this one, but I do um, as well. I grew up with this. Um, the producer would also like to say, love to have a pond with fish in addition you know, to being on the water. I had a pond with fish. Love it. That'd be I cool. Just, my grandparents my, had that. My, my that neighbor cool. has yeah. that, so I don't have to have it, but my no, neighbor but, has it. But would you want that if you got a different lawn or uh, uh, backyard? Uh, Take it no. or leave it. Sounds no, good, bro. No. All right. But, hey, hey, in terms of my backyard, uh, A, like three weeks ago when the whole rainstorm happened, uh, I had actually a waterfront property. Just disappeared. <laughs> uh, but I, hey, in terms of that, I just want internet connection, Outside. a hot tub, yep. a projector, like a Jays game when they're like in Seattle or Anaheim on a Saturday night. Nice. And just watch at the back of a couple beers with the boys. Very good. I'm good to go. Nice. Simple as that. So there's a lot of similarities I think we can draw between a lot of us. Um, what about a pool? Pool, yes, no, maybe so? Uh, my wife, my wife, uh, would like a pool. We had like a little mini one this year. Uh, she really enjoyed it. But you're not uh, much of a swimmer, right? Oh, I'm not. Uh, if I can get like an outdoor pool that's like five feet deep, winner. Daniel, <laughs> no per- deep end for this guy. Personally, right now, like I don't really have a desire to have a pool, even a hot tub. It's a lot of maintenance. Uh, yeah, it, right? it's so much maintenance to have a pool. Uh, maybe like 
10, 15 years from now, when my daughter's a little bit older, can enjoy the pool uh, a, a lot more, maybe, but so much maintenance. Yeah, I, th- I believe it was my baseball coach, Coach Ken, right? You'll know. Yeah, I do know him. Also, producer Wayne will also know him. Yeah, said, you know what? You don't need to get a pool. It's best to know somebody with a pool. That's good advice. Right? He so, also does not have a pool. No. <laughs> but one hell of a slip and slide. That's true. <laughs> also, so, if you round third, he'll send you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, so indoor pools are obviously better than outdoor pools, right? But Oh, indoor probably, pool would be unreal. Probably don't have the... Yeah, indoor pools have coverage. Yeah. Outdoor TV, always a plus. Awesome. I want to know what the score of the Jays game is, no matter if I'm indoors or outdoors. We know what my baseball setup is going to be look like uh, at the end of the day. Let's do something about the outside. And producer obviously agrees with that. Producer Wayne, he does agree. Right. All, All right. right. Well, that's an amazing conversation about our oasis in our backyard. Amazing. Why don't we wrap it up and get to our farewell? All right, and that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and whoever you invite to your backyard because like the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast is great listening material. Yeah, so from all of us at Producer Wayne, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.